Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to the 909 Podcast. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing albums of the week from Villagers and No Name. And we'll be uh, reporting from uh, Red Bull Music Academy in Berlin, which is currently ongoing there. And uh, we are talking to the likes of Tiger and Woods and Dan McIntyre who from AMAC, who's one of the Irish participants in the Red Bull Music Academy this year. It is their 20th year. And uh, so I went over last week and uh, we'll be talking to those people and giving you an over, uh, overview of what happened and what's happening in Funk House in Berlin uh, for its 20th edition of the Red Bull Music Academy. Uh, Andrea is here. Andrea Cleary. Hello. We're How, back. How's it going? I'm good. It's getting a bit darker now. Yeah, spooky. Evenings. It's nice. Ah, uh, well. Sure, that's what happens. Um, so uh, I guess it's September, end of September now. So you know what that means is generally we've got more releases coming out, mm. um, more stuff happening, some gigs announced for next year, and uh, one gig that was announced this year. I haven't heard any gigs for talking next about. year. <laughs> is um, Slain was announced. Uh, Slain is back next year in, on June eighth. Yay! And announced for not the Arctic Monkeys as I suspected. Uh, or Paul McCartney was in the mix as well. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think he ruined himself with that "For You" song. Um, oh, but it is Metallica who are playing Slain, um, and uh, that gets a big. Okay, for me, sure. Fine. I mean, like it's a it's a shrug emoji, really. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have a I have some. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it's Metallica, right? So what are you gonna do about well, it? Well, given that the last headliners have been Guns and Roses, Foo Fighters, um, who else? Kings of Leon, Oasis, Rolling Stones. Like, I think the last time a woman played was two thousand and four with Madonna. So I'm just like, yeah, just another. 
bunch of white guys playing Slane again and I'm not going to buy a ticket. Yeah, well, I guess they they are a legacy act in many, many ways. Um, they are a legacy act that uh, can have fans who will uh, won't question their... Um, uh, what whatever they do. Oh, Metallica right? so, fans that go in like my gosh, yeah. they yeah yeah. There's so, just going to be a lot of really 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 happy people. Going, do you know what that means good. though? That means that one thing they do uh, allow is that they're a band that can get away with things that most bands wouldn't. So as an example, um, sometimes at their gigs they do this. Um, the bass player Rob and uh, the guitarist Kirk Hammett. Um, do this thing called a doodle, right? Um, okay. And a doodle is... Uh, <laughs> I'm unfamiliar <and> with <laughs> this doodle. I think it's um, well-named. So they do covers of a song from a band uh, f- who is in that area, from that hometown or city or whatever it oh, is. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to play you this for a second now, and you can hear this now. See if you can guess what this is. I love the sound. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh. oh, that's enough, that's enough. Why do they hate ABBA? What's going on? <laughs> well, it's not only ABBA they hate, they actually hate... Um, a lot of bands by the look of it because yeah. they've done this a lot. Uh, here's and another, harmony. Here's another example. Um, this is, uh, well, you'll, you'll hear what it is, maybe. I would rather listen to 25 ukulele covers of Van Stoy's Riptide oh, we can make than that do happen. that again. We can make that happen. That's for awful. You. I'll make you a playlist. Please don't. <laughs> um, oh, so, so right, so they, they do this doodle based on where they're playing. Does that yeah, mean we're going to get a Metallica p- cover of The Chorus Runaway? Well, I mean, the obvious, oh, well, that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, the, we, we did a Loose Joints podcast, which you can listen to any all the other pla- platforms this week with Alison Spittle. And we kind of talked about that as well. Like, uh, we reckon. 
Kelly Family would be a good one. Okay. Uh, but, you know, they do have form in Tin Lizzy. So, I mean, they've covered whiskey in a jar before. So that's an yeah. obvious one. But my God, they could do, what could they ruin? They could ruin so many things. Who, I feel like all like Irish legacy acts are just shaking in their boots now. It, it could be you too. Would they do Beautiful Day? I mean, it's probably something that happened at, uh, at that's, Somebody who's played Slain before. So you two would be a good Yeah, shape. you two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, God. Run in fear, Irish musicians. Yeah. Just don't release any music from now until then. Well, That's like, okay. and the, the thing about those performances that you just played there, they are genuinely they're very bad. Like they're, they're, <laughs> that's really, re- that's not they're, making me want to go see them no, uh, they're, anytime they're soon. They're very bad. They um, sound awful. It's like, see the unwavering support from the uh, the audience clapping along yeah. to, to a horrendous, co- it's like those shredding videos on YouTube. When you yeah. watch them, you're like, is this actually the thing? Yeah. Or is this them no, it can't yeah. be. It can't be that bad. I feel this like Metallica could just come out years. and start like yelling and their fans would be like, yeah, cool, into yeah. it. Well, it got me thinking about um, uh, things, uh, performances um, that uh, are really bad. And then I was shown one earlier on today by the guys downstairs in our office here. And uh, it's unfortunately an Irish band. I don't know. I'd never seen it before. Um, okay. So... Uh, it's Codaline, right? They were on French TV in 2013. Are you I've heard of them. You, you, have you heard this? No. All right. Um, there's a video as well. It's from YouTube. So this is a rip. So I'm going to play this for a second. So this is from uh, Codaline live on French TV doing a cover of Daft Punk. Oh, God. Last night I had a dream about you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> so things don't go according to plan at first. <laughs> this is live TV. <laughs> sorry, we haven't rehearsed this properly. <laughs> okay. This is awkward. Last night I had a dream about you. What's going on? God bless those fans. Starting to feel bad for him now, you know, like last night. Anybody want to help me out here? I, I want to help him out here. At this point, his bandmates are like gesturing to him furiously and like. Just don't play the song. Just play something else. It's live TV. Oh, God. We're now two minutes in. Okay. We are not. <laughs> live TV. Right. Don't do it, folks. I'm properly rooting for him now, though. That's fine. Okay. Just do that. Yeah. Okay, so they do actually pull it off in the end. Fair play. Oh, but no, we have to hear him do it. Last night I had a 
dream about you in this dream it's excruciating to hear that I'd never heard it before and I'm surprised actually to be honest I hadn't I had heard of that before uh, it's the kind of thing that you'd think that would be um <laughs> pretty well known. Did we all like collectively in Ireland as a people decide to just be sound because they're Irish and not share it around? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see any bit. That's, That's dreadful. Oh, lads. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, look, fair play for actually getting to the uh, start of that song in the end <laughs> <laughs> after after two minutes. Um, oh, some, something we may have to revisit at some point. Is, Definitely. Uh, that, yeah, that yeah. Vibe. Um, I'm uh, I'm putting mind of uh, Ashley Simpson's 2004 fiasco on uh, SNL when she. She uh, is miming and then she's like she forgets the words. She forgets or the words to her own song, uh, "Pieces of Me." And then the, the band, song. the band stop or the band stop. Happens. It's um, yeah. Have I, I might um, after we record this have a little look see on YouTube because I haven't revisited that little gem in a while. <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely up there. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I could just find it here quickly because um, yeah, it was such a. I mean, I think everyone was kind of rooting. Not for her in that that, Right, because at the time, the Ashley Simpson show was on uh, on MTV and I was sort of watching it while hating her and then this happened and then she... Well, we'll we'll, we'll listen to it first and I'll give you the backstory. Shockingly, it appears Simpson had been lip-syncing to people. Okay, very enough. (laughs) She just just starts... um, Yeah. She looks around in confusion and then it's like... Yeah, and then in in her, like, um, reality TV show, um, she's like, oh, I've got laryngitis or I've got something, blah, 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 and made, like, one of the most dramatic episodes of television I've ever seen, (laughs) 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 which is also just incredible. Yeah, if anyone wants to deep dive with me on Ashley Simpson, I'm always (laughs) up for that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, she just kind of starts flailing around doing, like, circus moves and stuff. Yeah, she's Um, the worst. uh, That's pretty embarrassing. Uh, Anyway, uh, we move on to some... Thing maybe a bit more um, positive. Yeah. Um, the Mercury Music Prize was last week. Um, the annual, um, they say UK and Ireland, but it's essentially a UK music prize. Pretty That's much, yeah. UK industry music prize. So if you're an Irish band in the UK industry, you're probably, you could have a chance like Villagers was nominated one year. Mm. Um, so this year's crop was Arctic Monkeys, Lily Allen, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Bird, Georgia Smith, Florence and the Machine, Everything Everything. King Cruel, Everything is Recorded, Wolf Alice, Nadine Shah, Sons of Kemet and Novelist. And the winner was uh, Wolf Alice. Wolf Alice. Visions of a Life. And they actually made a really cool speech. Um, did you see the speech? Um, I did see the speech. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that was actually the only thing I saw. Um, as, as we discussed already, I was in Berlin last week, so I kind of didn't see anything about um, anything. this at all. Really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I only saw this uh, probably... When I got home. Did you see their their video tweet of uh, the like 20 shots of Jägermeister or 20 Jäger bombs oh, yeah, going down the yeah, bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, yes, we did go to the Holly last night. And yes, we did have some Jäger bombs. And yes, we don't have any of the prize money left. <laughs> <laughs> they just seem like such sound people. Yeah, I'm so happy yeah. for them. Um, I think, here, let's play this. I think it's actually just worth uh, hearing what they have to say. Um. Wow. As if that wasn't hard enough, okay. Thank you so much. This means so much to pick this up with my three best friends. <laughs> oh, I'm really nervous. Um, uh... Listen, so basically, when we first started as a band, 
I remember the first label meeting we ever had, we walked into a room and the geezer said, the fuck, you lot don't look like a band at all. What are you? What are you supposed to be? All your songs sound different. You don't look like each other. But um, yeah, we never really figured it out, but here we are. So fuck you. <laughs> he also said he didn't want to work with women who wore makeup because it was a bunch of fuss. But here we are. And do you know what? This is, uh, I actually can't believe it. Noel Gallagher's fucking sat there looking at me. What are you supposed to say? Big up everyone who's nominated. Thank you so much. There you go. There you go. Nice, no, nice Gallagher's fucking sitting there. <laughs> uh, just a nice thing, you know, like a band who definitely had their own thing going on. And mm. uh, I think when they first came out, I was really, I, I liked that about them, that they had different songs. And I was like, I don't know what the hell this band are. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but works, and their albums have been them. so different one one to the other as well. Like they're yeah. just really trying different things with each one. Um, I think yeah. really well deserved. For me, it would have been these or, um, or the Arctic Monkeys album. So I was... Chuffed. I would have liked to see King Krill win, but um, sure, you know, you can't have it all your own way. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, in other news, Cat uh, Power was talking recently uh, about uh, why she left Matador and is now releasing her album on Domino next month. Um, the album is called Wanderer. Um, she said, she seems to say she had a very tough relationship with the, her label um, and and the label wanted her to leave behind the electronic sounds of Sun in an attempt to sound more like Adele. Um, she says, I understand that I was a product and I always thought I was a person. She mentioned a Matador executive playing an Adele album in the studio and saying that was how a record was supposed to sound. Um, so she kind of, it didn't really work out in that way. Um, she fought with the label. Um, she said she always had a hard time even uh, getting them to <laughs> uh, kind of respect her in a way. Um, she says um, that, you know, she was basically, they wouldn't take her out for dinner and she had to like, like beg to be like, hello, I'm here. I'm, I'm on your label. And oh like, gosh. you know, so it sounds like a, uh, I don't know what actually happened there, but uh, we had disagreements over matters. Uh, this is what Matador said in response. Uh, Chan Marshall is out without question one of the most talented brilliant artists we've been fortunate to know our working relationship with Chan has not been without difficult moments we've had disagreements over matters both artistic and business but none of that changes our respect for her as a person or a performer so uh, thought they yeah. could be politicians with that statement yeah yeah so um, I think it was just interesting uh, what she said was uh, they she said her album uh, this one that she's about to put out uh, Matador said it was not good enough not strong enough to put out they said do it again do it over um, do it more like Adele yeah and then they said during her last album they were like we need hits and I did it I got top 10 I did the best I could to give them hits so um, yeah so uh, not a uh, I guess that's kind of what something what uh, Wolf Alice are kind of uh, saying there in that same terms you know you know like um, doing being yourself is really hard in the in the music industry for sure yes yeah, but especially when you're tied to a label like that it's it's honestly bizarre to me that somebody could sit in a room and point to an Adele record to to cap power who like there's no doubt that she is like an inspiration to Adele because Adele is a young woman and we all look up to Cat Power. Like she has legendary status at this stage. Yeah. Like she's absolutely incredible. And she's one of those artists that like, she doesn't need hits. She just needs to be allowed to do what she's doing. So this is like more fuel for me just being so psyched for this album coming out now. I, I really hope that it's awesome and it's a big fuck you to them. Yeah. Yeah, um. and I wonder as well if if um if there's a if there's a gender thing going on here, and it's like it's not only what music is selling, 
but what female music is selling. Yeah, well, that's one of the things she says here. Um, she did, however, compare some indie rock. This is from the New York Times uh, interview with her. Um, some indie rock circles to a fraternity with little space for a lone woman without a band or manager. Mm-hmm. I had to fight a lot for little stupid things, but I just thought, that's what I do. She said, Pavement's going to the Bahamas or something with the label. Interpol is off St. Lucia or wherever with the label. I remember yelling, can you take me out to dinner? I'd love to go to a fancy place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh, so she was just like you know it seemed like a different tier for her uh, which is sad to hear yeah um, hopefully uh, she's getting treated better now yeah on Domino so yeah. that's good um, what else we got this week oh yeah uh, by the time you'll hear this well maybe not by the time you hear this um, on Saturday um, I, I just gave you this news you didn't know I didn't know Kanye West has an album out on Saturday or something out on Saturday he's playing SNL um, he's live in SNL we don't he know never texted me he never called he never calls he didn't tweet me no he's too busy talking so to I, uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter about <laughs> removing the uh, follower numbers on, on social which media which I am with him about <laughs> by the way I think he if you could turn is, it on and off that'd be cool wouldn't it no just turn everybody's off everybody's or, off or like if I could see my own but no one else could see them yeah that'd be be cool um the way that you know on instagram uh you don't see how many likes are on a video you only see how many views are on a video i'm like do that for everything um but yeah like this so kanye tweeted this week um a picture of like a, a disc and everyone was like oh my god what is it and i saw it and i was like oh my god what is it and then it just passed me by and i didn't look into it any further because he's been tweeting all sorts of nonsense lately but yeah, he's going to be performing on SNL. Yeah, that's right. So presumably it'll be something new. Uh, apparently that uh, collaborative album with uh, Chance the Rapper will come out as well um, <gasps> this year. It'll be called Good Ass Job, which was the title. It'll be this. nice to have some Chicago-based hip-hop on the podcast oh, yeah. for a change as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, that comes yeah. out. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, <laughs> <shortly>. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so maybe ne- next week we'll be doing um, a bit, another Kanye deep dive. We'll never know. <gasps> um, yeah, well that song he has with Lil Pump is so... Uh, Abhorrent! It's an absolutely disgusting song. We don't and, talk about that. Uh, yeah, but just, so just to say, just to say how bad it was. I think they did a clean version that I've definitely not listened to. Oh, oh, that song or Paul McCartney's "For You." You have to get rid. You have to listen to one and get rid of the other one, like forever. I think uh, I'd rather get rid of the Paul McCartney one. Yeah, that's because at least the other one is. I've I've actually. You know, I, it's a catchy song, even if the lyrics are yeah. very, very questionable. And uh, yeah, so I've, I'm okay with that. Okay. I mean, at least the video is like, has something to it. True. Where the video, the Paul McCartney video has uh, like a young kid um, singing, I just want to fuck you. Yeah. Um, you, you, walking you, around you played like 20 seconds of it for me last week before we started recording. And I was like, no, I can't look at this. No, no, you don't need <laughs> no. to look at that. <laughs> but yeah. We're excited for Kanye. More to come. Yeah. Uh, something else that's coming up um, and you can listen to right now is a new podcast from Philly Taggart, the BBC Radio 1 DJ and all-around legend. Um, and he's here to tell you about it. This is uh, the Slacker Podcast. Phil Taggart. Hello, my name is Phil Taggart. I'm a music broadcaster and journalist on BBC Radio 1. Slacker Podcast. I've been playing in bands for way, way, way too long and I've been following them around like a lost dog since I was a kid. Uh, I started this podcast, Phil Taggart Slacker Podcast. Get this, I'm chatting in the third person already. To interview the great and the good of the music world. Not only do we get down to the questions you rarely hear asked, 
but we also get them to play their first ever demo. I mean, it gets proper raw gritty. The wonky versions of the huge songs that they end up becoming. On season one of the Slacker podcast, we've got Wolf Alice, Churches, Gary Lightbody, The Cribs, Leon Bridges, Miramasa, Aurora, Novelist, and loads more. Our first ever episode, which I'm really hyped about, is going to be with the Manic Street Preachers. And we've got a very, very special demo from 1986. I'd love to hear from you as well, uh, at Philly Tiger on Twitter and Instagram, to tell me what guests you would love to have on this podcast. Also, I'd love you to subscribe, rate, leave a comment, maybe buy this podcast dinner and tell it you love it and then never call it back. But a subscribe would be absolutely ace. The Slacker podcast kicks off very soon with the Manic Street Preachers. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Philly. Um, our, yes, our podcast is brought to you by Slacker Podcast. Do check that out. His first episode is uh, up on all podcast platforms this week with the Manic Street Preacher as he, Preachers, as he said. Um, so do listen to that and do like and subscribe that. And uh, yeah, best luck with that, Philly. We'll be tuning in and uh, you'll be hearing more from that, I'm sure. Now it's time for Songs of the Week. Uh, first song I have for you this week uh, is from Yeji, who released one of my favourite uh, tracks of the year, uh, last year and she has a new song out just today it is called uh, One More and this is what it sounds like from Yeji pretty probably low-key return for her she actually had um, another song out this week a remix of Charlie XCX uh, which is where to listen to called Focus um, so the, but I really like this as well I just like her her whole vibe whatever that vibe is is yeah. uh, Korean uh, New York house kind of music I really like it um, and I hope she comes back and plays Ireland again uh, and not at live festival when I can actually see her so Okay. Yes, I, I, I like, like this that. a lot. This I I I could have sat here bopping away to that for yeah she's, many minutes. She's cool. She's a really good like EP out uh, around the time. The song that kind of um, got her a lot of attention and certainly was one I loved is uh, called Rain Girl. Um, she did a great cover of Passion Fruit by Drake as well and okay. uh, a couple other things like that. I really like her. I saw her watch her Boiler Room uh, a few months ago. It's good crack. And uh, she's got a bit of her own personality and a bit of her own identity in terms of sound. Um, so into this. Cool. Our next track this week is from an Irish artist called Leisha who's playing Howard Class Heroes on Saturday night. If you're thinking of going, do. It's a great showcase of new Irish music. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why you should go. This is uh, Leisha and again. 
some more uh, pop uh, influence on that song. It was co-written with uh, Richie McCourt, an Irish songwriter, um, and uh, Sean Bean, who does a lot of production with Leisha. Um, I'm a big fan of Leisha. I think she what she's doing is, is very cool. It's um, definitely exists in the, in the pop space, kind of a... Um, I know I always think of like the... Scandinavian pop mm, yeah those for sure more than anything else but uh, I really like what she's doing yeah we don't really have a whole lot of like pop pop stars at the moment and, and like she's she definitely stands out there as being like a good representative of what Irish pop is sounding like at the moment yeah so. and I think that's, that's a fair assessment for sure um, and it's definitely one that I think stands up uh, alongside um what's happening in those terms and that song certainly does as well mm. so hope she does well out of it um yeah and I, what i really like about alicia and i think i've talked about this before is that um you know she has an identity um really strong visual uh, aspect to her music as mm. well and um like it's it's you know prince has the color purple and at the mm. <laughs> like she has a, has the color uh, uh, pink in a lot of uh, what she does, but very considered and and really well done. And I really appreciate when an artist is uh, uh, very visually led because yeah. um, you know these days you see artists before you hear them really. So uh, mm. whether it's be online or whatever, so you do see that. Uh, yeah, she definitely has like a uh, an aesthetic to yeah, her, um, yeah. and it, I th- yeah, it definitely works very well, and it works well with her sound. Yeah, you know, for it's sure. That kind of millennial pink. Yeah, <laughs> ne- neon pop kind of buzz. Yeah. So that's Alicia. She's playing Hard Working Cross Heroes this uh, Saturday. You can get ch- check her out. Um, and here's another artist um, from Finland, from Scandinavia. His name is Jacko Aini Kalevi. Not so much pop, but uh, very cool. This is uh, People in the Center of the City.
Jacko Aini Kalevi, he's from Finland and he has a new album out uh, in uh, next month actually in October on Weird World, that is uh, one of the songs from it. October 12th is when it's out um, and explores the idea of switching off and uh, fast becoming one of the great luxuries of modern life. Mm. Uh, he says this song uh, was uh, inspired by his time as a tram driver in Helsinki. Oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, no- I do not get that from this <laughs> song at all. <laughs> I began to notice that sometimes people in the city would have so much perfume on the whole tram would smell really really strong but so perfectly oh my god so there you go <laughs> love this guy how <laughs> quaint uh, he had a great he had a great track out uh, a cover uh, two years ago speaking of covers uh, to follow on from our Metallica buzz it was <laughs> a, a cover of Pop Can um, Everything Is Right and uh, Everything Is Nice and uh, it was a song we played at Luma a lot uh, and I try and bring it out every now and again it's just that like just kind of joyous cover mm-hmm. really lovely uh, he had a singer called Pharaoh uh, with him on it and uh, yeah uh, a great track um, he, this is his second album um, and I'm, I haven't really listened to his first one that much but uh, I really like him for what mm. I hear so into that you're into this as well? I am this is very retro and 80s and fun and yeah, now that I'm learning how quaintly adorable he is I'm definitely going to look into him a bit more yeah a bit <laughs> of an Arthur Russell buzz to his voice um, mm. that kind of uh low smokiness um, going on um, so yeah I look forward to hearing that that will be uh, the album is called Out of Touch mm. and uh, uh, released on October 12th now our next act is an Irish um, band from Limerick based in London they are called When Young and this is their new track called Given Up <laughs> song from Wen Young from Limerick uh, originally and now based in London I can definitely hear um, some uh, you know um, some money behind this for want, <laughs> of, for want of a better word uh, so it sounds like it was recorded in a proper studio uh, and not that their other stuff wasn't but it definitely mm. sounds a bit more polished Produced, than yeah. the other stuff they had out uh, I like them uh, I like this band a lot um, I wonder I often think about bands like this whether they're actually and they did the right thing in lots of ways because they moved, they were a band called Sisters and they moved to London 
um, and they made a name for themselves. And I think music like this actually finds a home, and it did find a home in London uh, much more readily than it would here. Mm. Uh, they're now on Virgin EMI. Um, the song is out in, uh, well, it's the lead track from their EP, uh, also called Giving Up, uh, November 9th. Um, but they're playing here an awful lot. Uh, they're playing uh, that week in November in the Workman's Club in Dublin on the 2nd of November, 3rd of November in Dolan's. Uh, Limerick and 4th of November in Cypress Avenue in Cork. Uh, I like what they're doing here. It's not a, not a radically different from their sound. It's kind of old fashioned and a little bit quaint in a lot of ways. It's okay. like, um, you don't agree? Um, no, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 sure, I, Niall, I, whatever. I, I don't know their other stuff at all. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, right. So they're, they're, they're pretty new to me. Okay. But, um, um, they, uh, the singer uh, Aoife was a uh, part of the. Um, Michelle McGowan celebrations and uh, in the National Concert Hall earlier this year okay. and did a, a, a cover and um, they just recently covered the Cranberries Dream as well as a, as ah. a track the, the song they did live but they just released a version of that so you can check that out as well uh, so that's Wayne Young a uh, song is called Given Up and next we have our final track of the week is from Lana Del Rey and uh, it's a song. long one well, it's a nine-minute song. The song is called... And we're going to play every minute of it. <laughs> we're going to play some of this. Uh, it is called uh, Venice Bitch. Feel fun, feel love. Fresh out of fucks forever. Trying to be stronger for you. Ice cream, ice queen I dream in jeans and leather Live stream, I'm sweet for you Oh God, miss you on my lips It's me, a little Venice bitch On the stoop with the neighborhood kids Calling out bang bang kiss kiss You're in the yard, I light the fire And as the summer fades another eight minutes of that so um, I think we'll leave it at that yeah we might <laughs> leave it there idea. Um, yeah it's a lovely song um, I you know, I don't have a well I have an opinion on Landon Ray it's that sometimes I like her and sometimes I don't yeah um, she definitely has her aesthetic down to a T doesn't she yeah like Venice bitch I actually just now was like thinking that Venice bitch is such a Lana Del Rey song title so it just popped into Google Lana Del Rey song title generator and lo and behold one exists so here's some examples um, Nutella Melodrama <laughs> El Camino Tiki Shack um, Tattered Gemstones these are all gold Macaron oh. Chalet <laughs> looking forward to all of these from her um, I, I agree with you I I want to like her a lot and this song helps um, because right so this is sort of Act one in a many act so, many acted song, um, where she actually goes interesting places in it, and she's got a melody in it, which yeah. I feel like she can lack at times, um, and yeah, I I feel like she's doing something that 
where she's not just lazily naming, you know, street signs and just looking around for a little bit of inspiration and how she can darken the world a little bit, but in a sexy way. Um, <laughs> I feel like she she might actually be trying to do something here, especially musically, when you kind of listen through the whole track. Um, but yeah, this is this is making me come around to her a little bit. So if she keeps going this way, yeah, she's got me on board. So this is the second track of um, that she's previewing from her album, her sixth studio album with Jack Antonoff. Six, isn't that crazy? Yeah, she's done well. She's done well for herself. Uh, Jack wow. Antonoff is producing it. Um, so it won't come out till next year. So this is basically mm. all you're going to get till then. Um, the well, it's nine minutes long. So yeah, we'll, we'll but there's song. There is another song as well. Mariner's Apartment Complex, another um, classic. Oh yeah. <laughs> but even if you look. Mariner's apartment <laughs> complex. Yeah, I know. Even if you look at what what's referenced in that song, "Ice Cream, Ice Queen, um, Bang Bang, Kiss Kiss, American yeah. Made, Hallmark, I, I wish Norman kinda, Rockwell." Yeah. It is like a generator, though. Really, it <laughs> is like um, like I've just refreshed the generator here, and it says Instagram asphyxiation, and it's shocking to me that she hasn't used that phrase yet. Um, yeah, I I feel like those parts of her songs. Um, even like the title Venice Bitch, I do kind of roll my eyes a little bit and I'm like, mm, you know, we get it, right? You're mysterious, you're th- this, that and the other. But um, her her whole kind of personal aesthetic and style, uh, I follow her on Instagram, has kind of done a really big shift over the past few months and she's kind of really toned herself down and is going for like a real natural look. And I wonder if that's going to be reflected in her music a bit more, where she's going to be focused more on kind of instrumentation and not these big kind of sweeping Um, Having said statements. that, the artwork for this song is definitely like an Instagram um, filter oh, yeah, look uh, at that, of yeah. palm trees and stuff. You're like, yeah, of yeah. course it is. Well, this is obviously Lana Del Rey. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does say that uh, the, well, the uh, genius says that the album is possibly called uh, Norman fucking Rockwell <laughs> after the author, illustrator and painter. Um, so yeah, Norman kind of, fucking Rockwell. There you go. We'll never know. Um, so that is Lana Del Rey. It is time for Albums of the Week. Um, we have two albums uh, uh, to talk about this week. And their first one is the fourth album from Conor O'Brien, a.k.a. Villagers. And I'm sure anyone who's listening to this has probably heard something from the album, the singles. Mm. There's been a trick of the light uh, and fool. Um, so here's a little bit of a flavor of uh, a song in the middle of the album. It's called uh, Love Came With All That It Brings. So that is a song from The Art of Pretending to Swim, uh, Conor O'Brien and um, Villager's fourth album. 
Uh, I think when I heard the singles from this, I was a bit like, um, I really like what I hear because I really like Villagers and I've always have liked his music. But I was feeling like after uh, Darling Arithmetic, which was very much a stripped back um, singer-songwriter record and a lovely instrumentation, but very much like it was a kind of a singer-songwriter record straight mm. up. Um, whether he was going you to... You say that with such... Uh, these singer-songwriters. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean it in that disdainful way. But, yeah. you know, just like, you know, uh, it's not as, maybe not as challenging uh, sonically as it could be. Um, sure. And he has shown, like when on songs like The Waves, that he has the ability to go to those places that some songwriters do not. Mm. Um, so what, he's, what he always has going for him is his lyrics. And again, on this album, I think there's a lot going for it. Um, but what I'm, I was pleased to find out that um, there's quite a lot of uh, progress here, I think. Um, certainly sonically. Um, the album begins with Again, which is, uh, to me, is a song about um, creative renewal and the kind of hopefulness of getting in, of writing songs and being involved in something. And it is. It does have that kind of feeling to it. There's a repeating, uh, uh, like kind of robotic vocal sample that comes through uh, from the off, and um, just some subtle swirling synths and stuff like that, and some production news that's like, oh yeah, this is different. This yeah. is something a bit different. I'm um, really happy that that song opened the album as well. I think it, yeah. it, it's a really good opener. It's a good indication of what's to come. I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so overall, I think I've been really enjoying this. I feel like it's the uh, Connor Bryan slightly elevated in terms of the um, production craft. He seems to have written, recorded and produced most of it. Mm. Um, he got some people in to play uh, some instruments, of course, but mostly it's him and um, um, he wrote all of it and uh, produced it as well. So I think it really feels like it is encapsulated in that way from a songwriter who uh, is, is clearly able to communicate and write songs of with, not with ease, but he makes it seem easy. I think. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, even songs that you're like, oh, this is very, this is very Villagers. And I think the first two tracks, A Trick of the Light and Fool, definitely felt like songs that were, you know, they were kind of what you'd expect from Villagers. Mm. But there's a lot of shades on this album as well. There's a lot of different things. Um, there's a, another song on it that I didn't play, um, but I was thinking about uh, just showing a bit of it, but it's called... Um, uh, long time waiting, and then we'll go get her. But even that song, "Love," came with all that it brings. Like it's a very different tone to what a villagers record would normally be. It's kind of got different kind of beats and stuff going on, uh, different samples and things like that. So it's kind of fresh for him. But I think it feels fresh in general, and not just uh, for the artist himself. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you've been listening to this at all? I have. Yeah, this is this is one of those albums that like even mates of mine who wouldn't be you know that on the on the button with music they wouldn't like be paying attention to new releases like this is an album that's kind of been talked about for a while now um and yeah listened to it the day it came out and just thought it was stunning it was it it lived up to what I was kind of expecting it to be with some surprises obviously as well and yeah I, I think fresh is a really great way to describe it um I I think when when his kind of songwriting um chops need to be given a bit of space they are um when his lyrics need to be foregrounded they're they're given that room and then otherwise he's really kind of playing with these quite considered yet lush kind of soundscapes um and producing something that is 
both villagers but also just like like no other album that he's had yet um it's yeah it was really really gorgeous um and you could you play it for your ma play, you know, like. is, is that the bar now oh yeah you play, play, play it for your, your ma, ma. <laughs> um no it is it's it's a really it's an absolute triumph for for him as uh, as an artist and um it reminds me of the kind of direction that jape has gone as well where our artists aren't afraid now, specifically Irish artists, um, aren't kind of holding back from playing around a bit with electronic music. Um, and I wonder if that's because like our our music scene here in Ireland is is so small that we we're all kind of all all musicians here are either like mates with each other or they're producing each other's work or they're like being influenced in that kind of like yeah. I don't know c- communal way that we're, we're so small here that this has just been the logical progression for a lot yeah. of our artists which is well, great Connor did uh, do some remixes in the last couple of years and uh, I wouldn't say this album is like his dance album or anything like that no. <laughs> but what I like about it is that he's bringing those kind of production techniques into his songwriting and making them his own Yeah, and they really feel like they belong there and it's mm. not like oh here's some um, here's some like uh swirly synth stuff and mm. some uh, strange sounds that you might not have heard anywhere else but uh, you know we just like threw them in there which is a lot what, what I often think about um, early like 2000s when people were like oh let's put some dance music touches into sure. our rock songs and yeah. it's like that's n- not what happens here we've developed a lot more a lot more nuance here and uh, Villagers is a very nuanced project and as mm. such there it works really well um, I think that like those those electronic kind of influences are used in the same way that you would use a violin or a piano like it's just used as instrumentation and that's what makes it so interesting that it's not oh I'm going to do an acoustic song and then add in a, yeah. a synth line over it it's like it it's used because that's the only logical way that that sound could have been created yeah. or that world is created the album finishes with a song called Ada which is uh, apparently a, a tribute to uh, Ada Lovelace who uh, was uh, one of the originators um, of a scientist and computer language with Charles Babel um, kind of a um, Tour de Force, a, a groundbreaker in lots of ways. A uh, beautiful track. Um, there is an extended version on the um, vinyl, which has mm-hmm. made me want to buy it even more. And it's funny you mentioned about like Irish artists and just like, you know, uh, close collaborators, stuff like that. So the extended version has um, not only, I'll, I'll play the song in a second, but the extended version has Saint Sister, um, Lisa Hannigan, John Grant, Stephen uh, James Smith, um, I think Cormac's brother. Uh, and loads of other people like Dave Hederman, who used to be in um, the band that Connor was in, what they called Losing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know the band he was in yeah, years ago before Villagers. Um, <laughs> that I the name escapes me right now. But uh, loads of other people who were on, and it's kind of like this extended version of the song that builds up. Uh, and uh, the staves are on it as well and like, all this kind of stuff. So they all do little bits and they help out. And it's a really nice uh, mm. thing that they've done. Yeah, it's some list of thank yous on the, yeah. on the record. That's right? just that track though as yeah. well, you know. So um, really good. Um, Long time uh, bass player Danny Snow plays on the album as well. And uh, so let's actually I'll play a bit of this song, Ava, uh, or Ada, sorry, um, to give you a sense of what that's like. Ada. Oh, 
then as a closing track on the album Ada from Villagers um, what I love about this song is what I, and a lot of the album actually here's a kind of nice parts to it mm. uh, a lot of it reminds me of uh, Super Furry Animals one of my favourite bands ah, um, yes. and I kind of get that uh, vibe of it, a band who are working some experimental level into their kind of traditional songwriting in lots of ways sometimes mm. and uh, I'm definitely hearing that in this album and that's a very 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 good thing that is my favourite track on the album very good yeah, very good so that is uh, Villagers The Art of Pretending to Swim I think Connor will be in with us in the next couple of weeks for a chat um, so we can make sure we remind ourselves that the band he was in was called The Immediate um, <laughs> just in case I forget um, but I, that is what, what they were called don't uh, listen to this podcast Connor, <laughs> Connor <laughs> listen stop. to the next one stop <laughs> <laughs> Roofy yourself quickly or just for <laughs> forget me not like uh, Arrested Development just uh, yeah take the pill <laughs> forget you listen to this um, so that is Villagers The Art of Pretending to Swim he has some uh, songs or gigs coming up very soon apparently the live show will be uh, interesting and different than he usually does um, so yeah recommended our next recommended album of the week is uh, your choice Dre it is, yeah, um, it is another Chicago artist right third week in a row that I've chosen a Chicago rapper um, this podcast is sponsored by Chance the Rapper uh, this is No Name and she is back with her first actual album uh, considering that um, the la- the last project she put out Telephone uh, was actually a mixtape so this is like her first actual LP uh, it's called Room 25 and it's insanely good uh, so we can take a little listen yeah this is a song called Black Exploitation, the second track on the album Painty proud, painty petty, pissing off Betty the poop. Only the niggas that hoop. Trade a mile for cartoon dance, monkey dance. Cause these are gon' pay me good tonight. Eating Chick fil A in the shadows that taste like hypocrite. Mmm, yummy tasty. Mmm, yummy tasty. Off of all my empathy, bitches just really lazy. Maybe I'm a hypocrite, maybe I'm hypochondriac. I'm struggling to simmer down, maybe I'm an insomnia black. Fast sleep triggered by bad government. But I think peace in the rap, so I'm the new age covenant. If you really think I'm cooking crack and pass when the oven is captain, watch a little bitch, you go crunching one die. Everything happened. My people started fighting a long time ago, and they are still fighting. Revolution was never meant to be easy. This is not your fight, black man. What is this to you? It's not a matter of color. Freedom is everybody's business. Uh, yeah. Political, mythical in the picture. Your nigga just moved to Wicker. Your mammy stay on the south side. She paid to clean your house. That is no name from Chicago. Um, she's great. She's really good. Um, I've been listening to this album a lot in the last yeah. uh, week, and uh, I'm a fan. And I think you mentioned before uh, the show we uh, we, were, we were just chatting about her. Um, her Tiny Desk concert. Oh, it's insane. Couple of years ago. She's so charming. Yeah, really, really cool. It's one of the the best ones I've seen in a while. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's probably my favorite really? to be honest. Um, so yeah, she is Fatima Warner is her name. Uh, she's a rapper and a spoken word poet. Uh, although she's not actually performing any poetry anymore. I think she was started saying. as a poet. I think. Yeah, yeah, she started as a poet. Um, uh, doing that kind of slam poetry in Chicago in 2010. Uh, in 2013, she appeared on um, Lost off of Chance the Rapper's uh, Acid Rap mixtape and uh, released Telephone in 2016. So yeah, she's she's a really kind of charming artist. Uh, she's like very humble, very funny. Her, her lyrics, like they, re- I, I say this every week because I talk about hip hop every week, but they really do benefit from having a little read along with because she like if you're not paying attention, you're missing like really funny jokes, really funny kind of uh, puns. And yeah, um, 
So yeah, really, really enjoyed this album. Like anything that came out after Telephone, which was 2016, um, had like a lot to live up to. Um, she had, yeah, she had a great song on that called Diddy Bop, which is what I, I heard. Yeah. Um, that's where she came from for me. Although I heard her on Chaz the Rapper as well. Yeah. And he's always been very good at bringing those people up behind him as well, you know, yeah. big time. Um, So she is another one. And clearly uh, able to, um, you know, uh, rise up and uh, deliver. Oh, I think for sure. There's an intimacy to her voice in this album mm. that I, it's kind of, it's not that it's low in the mix, but it's kind of in the middle of the mix that yeah. it feels like. You just kind of sit back and it's very relaxed. And like she says, the opening track is like, maybe this is the album you listen to in your car when you're driving home late at night. And it has that kind of like, oh, yeah, let's just listen to this and like get lost in it. Yeah. Um, you totally so. just kick back into it. Um, yeah. And it's like sound wise, it doesn't it doesn't kind of deviate too far from Telephone, which I think is great because like there was there's so much of her own sound on telephone that she just carried over and matured like it it matured along with her so it's there's a lot of jazz there's a lot of neo soul kind of soft beats and they support this kind of like these introspective verses about like love chicago family um she gets kind of political on this record as well and she has since the last record had her first serious relationship as well. So she talks about love and sex and kind of stuff that um, there's a bit of whatever kind of innocence she had on that first record is dealt with and dealt with very well, I think. Um, And it it just follows tons of change. Like she's got some really funny lines about having moved to LA. Like she she moved out to LA and she's... um, just kind of dealing with vegans out there, <laughs> um, but yeah, she's basically dealing, she, with dealing with vegans. Speaking as a vegan, it was it was nice to hear a, a, a line on a, a hip hop album that's like vegan food is actually really good. <laughs> I was like, yes, um, but yeah, she's very like she's very. This is very much the narrative of like a late twenties millennial trying to figure out what is going on um, and doing it as a black woman in America. Um, yeah. She had a tweet uh, a couple of days ago um, that was kind of like, oh, I hope this is, you enjoy this because it might be my last kind of thing. Yeah. It was a bit of a, I'm not sure what she meant by that. So she she releases her music um, independently. So uh, if you go onto her Twitter, like she's, she's literally tweeting out being like, please can everybody keep sharing this because this is the reason why I'm able to release music off of a label. Um, and she says that she made this record because she had no money for rent um, and no money for food and right. no money to just kind of survive. So uh, my suspicion would be that she's saying this is going to be the last one. Retweet this if you like Room 25. There we go. Let's retweet it. Yeah, let's do Yay. it. <laughs> but do more than that. Don't just retweet your favorite artists. Do buy their music. Yeah. Her, her album is available on Bandcamp. It is, yes. So oh, definitely. Um, and I think uh, that there's, an, there's either going to be um, like the LP, like the vinyl is either going to be released or has been released already. Um, so you will be able to get like a, f- a physical copy of it. But yeah, she's just got this kind of really earnest kind of um, vibe to her that is totally like if, if you watch that Tiny Desk concert, like you, cu- you can't help be completely charmed by her. And yeah, very cool. 
She's um, awesome. She actually responded to my uh, thing about uh, medium in the uh, in the mix there <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, why she raps so soft all the time is the quote. I said, oh, yeah. I make lullaby rap music. So lullaby rap music. So there you go. Yeah. Um, don't fall asleep in your car though. If you're <laughs> it's, not, it's not that relaxed. Um, but she is great. Uh, I really like uh, what she's doing and I hope we get to hear more from mm. her. Um, yeah, Room 25 is the name of the album. Oh, let's play a bit more from the from the album. This is a, this song features a, a frequent uh, Chance and Chicago collaborators, uh, Semino and Saba. I got trees in my luggage. I got teens in London. Hope you can What you say? Fuck is you say? You say you have another age hotel. You gotta tell me something. Fuck is you say? I don't know what you saying. I'm making runs. Ooh, it's me not greasy. My name is Sabba. The best rappers and radio niggas sound like they wearing adult diapers and globalization scary and fucking is fantastic. And frankly, I find it funny that Morgan is still acting. Bruce Almighty, Aphrodite, and Domino's. Yummy biscotti tamale. Over mention my undertones. Running the Dolly Chicago overzealous with talent though. West I get the money, it's still a classic. Moving to LA now, I'm sipping on Sunny D and my neck is hella pleasing. I bought me a better pen, so a bitch ain't about to write. I'm perpetually smoking weed. It's me rolling, I'm sorry, I'm tapping out. Room 25, the best album that's coming out. Labels got these niggas just doing it for the cloud. I'm just writing my darkest secrets. Like, wait and just hit me out. Saying vegan food is delicious. Like, wait and just hear uh, me out. I ain't been at home in a minute. My landlord been getting pissed because I barely count as attended. I'm overseas with the yen and shit. And I can't recall the last time that my live show was intimate. The price for the show just went up in addition. The tickets that they didn't figure it out in 2012. So I just said, fuck it. Because we can drop all our albums ourselves. Yeah, I just said, fuck it. Because I know I got the gift like an elf and been rapping raps around. I'm like, I'm a belt. Uh, that's Ting, not Ginger Beer. I was in it. That's great. Uh, you can definitely hear the Chance the Rapper influence in more ways than one. You can mm. hear the fact that um, the tone of it and the kind of uh, vibe, but also the fact that they're staying independent and yeah. available. And all I feel like stuff. that Saba verse has a real Kendrick kick to it. Yeah. The kind of like whatever Kendrick's version of like mumble rap is where it's just kind of it's got that very kind of specific thing that he has going on. Um I mis kind of misinterpreted a, <laughs> a lyric from uh, No Names Verse in this where she says, uh, if it's me rolling, I'm sorry, I'm tapping out. And I thought she was just calling them out for rolling shit joints. But <laughs> it's actually that he like rolls joints that have a lot of drugs in them. Was, um, so yes. and, and she's like um, not able to handle it. But I was like, wow, you get him on your song and then you just call them out for rolling bad joints but anyway um yeah that's that's one of my favorite tracks on the record and the the record overall is kind of um if it, it flows really well as you'd imagine with her and it's just it really shows a lot of maturity on her part and I'm super excited that it's yeah. come out I definitely feel like it's one to take in in whole as a whole album yeah yeah it's one of those uh, ones I mean you can hear those two tracks on their own, but mm. I think as an album, it really flows. Yeah. Very nice and it song. flies by as well. You, you can't believe you're at the at the end of it, it already. It's probably short though, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think it's uh, not, it's not nine tracks, but like it's, some of them are kind of like a, a minute long or whatever. Um, did it, isn't that? No, 11 tracks, but yeah, we've got kind of a, a couple of quite short ones in there. Um Cool, that's our albums of the week for this week. Uh, we have Villagers, The Art of Pretending to Swim, um, and then No Name with Room 25. Um, up next, I spent uh, last uh, some of last week in Berlin at the Red Bull Music Academy. 
And uh, well, for some, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So the Rebel Music Academy happens generally now every two years, and thousands of participants apply from around the world. Producers and DJs and artists and songwriters and whatever else um, apply to be a part of this academy. What the academy does is bring um, mentors and. F- people who are well known to talk to and give lectures to the students or participants. They set them up in these studios uh, for two weeks and they give them this intense kind of summer camp experience with where you have access to these amazing selection of people. I was in New York four years ago and Flying Lotus and Thundercat were the mentors at it this that year. Um, this year, um, there was mu- there was a lot of people involved, like Mike Banks, who's from Underground Underground Resistance. You'll hear this all in a, in shortly uh, in the piece um, from Berlin. Um, we had an Irish participant um, called Daniel McIntyre, who was on the podcast before with A Mac. He's a producer and musician, and uh, he is up. W- well, has a name called uh, a project called Lila Hush, and uh, he kind of went over. He applied, um, wasn't sure what to make of it. There's another, um, he but he had a great time. He wasn't sure what to expect, so we talked to him as part of this. Um, and the whole thing takes place in Funk House, which is an old radio building. And uh, I'm gonna give you a flavor of it. Uh, we were like, we're walking through the building. They were all, everyone was treated really well. They had amazing food. They had gigs at nighttime. Um, I saw Mandy Parnell, the mastering engineer, give a talk. Uh, she has done stuff for Aphex Twin and Bjork and the XX. So yeah, here's here's a, a feature from a Red Bull Music Academy in Berlin. The Red Bull Music Academy is currently taking place in the city of Berlin, where it first started in 1998. 20 years later, Funkhouse, a huge former broadcasting centre on the banks of the River Spree, is hosting 60 participants from around the world who are given unlimited access to state-of-the-art recording studios, well-known mentors and guest lecturers. For two weeks, the participants collaborate and create in a summer camp-type setup all paid for by Red Bull. My two-day trip there began with a tour around the Funkhouse building where the academy is currently taking place. Um, yeah, so this is the control room. Um, all of the fabric um, stuff is new, the ceiling cloud. Uh, we actually put the, the wall in over there because um, it wasn't uh, an intact wall over there. So this is... Um, okay, so this is this is in here for the academy only, but all of this stuff is staying. Um, we brought in all of this equipment as well. And we can, yeah, this is all hooked up to the main control room. Um, so yeah, this, these are for recording. They can record here at any time. Um, the studios are open 24 hours, so the participants can go in here whenever they want, in the night, um, between lectures in the morning. Um, yeah, so we've got a studio team um, mentoring them and also helping them collaborate and helping them just use the equipment. Um, so for term one, we've got Mike Banks, who's one of the founders of Underground Resistance. Um, we've got Pearson Sound. Uh, Dorian Concept, who used to be a participant, Lucretia Dalt, who's a vocalist, um, Angel Dira Dorian, who's part of Dirty Projectors, who's also who was also a participant a few years ago. Um, yeah. In between lunch and lectures at the Red Bull Music Academy, I got a chance to chat to Marco Passarani of Tiger and Woods, one of the mentors of the program this year. I've been involved since 2004, when the Academy was in Italy in Rome. I was one of, they, were, they always looked like some 
local producers, you know, to be involved in the in the current academy. So basically, that was my first time, and since then I did like all of them except New York. Okay. So I've seen this many times. It's funny because it's always different, but it's always the same. You know, this kind of feeling. Like when you watch a TV series and some of the main actors are changing, but the series is kind of the same. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's so still, wh- still beautiful. Yeah, what keeps you coming back then? Yeah, because it's, uh, you know, like, I mean, I'm a producer and DJ, and that's what I do for a living since many years now. And, uh, and of course, no matter how many people you know, how much you travel and everything, it's, uh, it's still, just, you know, you always are kind of in your kind of comfort zone in a way, even though sometimes you try to, to leave your comfort zone. This thing literally puts you outside of your comfort zone because you have to deal with all these people coming from around the world, different cultures, different music, you know. And uh, I think it really gave me oxygen, you know. I've been doing this for 27 years, you know. Uh, After all these years, you know, unless you are extremely successful, a lot of people gave up, you know, or maybe do this on the side of other. I managed to keep running, just being in the underground and uh, just traveling the world and everything, but motivations you know it's one part of the it's one big part that would actually keep you alive in the game and coming here it just gave me like a lot of energy you know like it's kind of just having to deal with all these different things you know uh, some sort of generating questions inside your brain you know so you, you go through what you do and how you do it and maybe there's a different way of doing this thing maybe there's a different way of doing another thing you know and uh, literally, I mean, like, uh, one of the projects I've been involved for the past 10 years actually started in Barcelona, in the Academy in Barcelona, with the Italian participant that I knew, you know, from the scene, you know, but I never had a chance to work with him. You know, we had some time there, and we started a project. But apart from happening in the Academy, I would say, for example, this project specifically, which is called Tiger and Woods, it's a project that I've done, which it's connected to some of the stuff that I used to like a lot, but I always thought I couldn't do that. Okay. Just coming here, it just, I just saw like the people attempting to do other stuff, you know? So I said, you know, well, I mean, I should just do like these guys are doing, you know? Even changing the way you work, you know? Like uh, living behind all your uh, beliefs in certain systems and methods, you know, analog, digital, all these things, you know, like the way computer, um, synthesizer, just let's try to go somewhere else, you know, I mean, like, it's still music, it's creativity, just let it go, and yeah. that's what really brought me here, years I, after years. That's one of the things I notice here from talking to people, they are very much, uh, even if they arrived and they're like, oh, I wouldn't use computers, or I'd only use analog stuff, and then they, they find being around other participants who have a totally different uh, skill set. And it opens them up to those possibilities of like, oh, I would never have done that. Yeah, I mean, some, some sometimes, you know, like human beings, you know, need to see things, you know, like we, we're all victims of prejudice in a way, you know, prejudice in the real meaning of the word. You know, so yeah. you might think, nah, this thing is not for me. But maybe that thing, that, that the thought prevents you from trying. And when you come here, you see this guy coming from Cape Town, using reason, which I always took the piss off, you know, like I n- could never care less about the thing, you know. And then this guy's playing an incredible track when he's performing. And I go there and say, hey, what is this track you're playing? You know, I want to buy this. Ah, it's something I've done in uh, reason. I say, what? Really? You know, didn't use anything else? You know, just reason. I say, okay, I should probably shut up and just not express any extreme... Uh, 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 opinion about something before I go through. And 
I mean, this is a general uh, rule for life, probably. But once you're here, you know, this really happens quickly, you know. And I mean, you've seen what is what this building is, you know, it's just filled with people, with people with different ideas. Probably same attitude for everyone. That's one thing in common, despite just being oh, coming from different culture. But it really forces you to just go somewhere else, you know, and uh, try different solutions. We, in terms of me and the other guys from the studio team, we have more experience because we're older, you know. So, because all these guys are extremely talented, and even now, I mean, like everyone knows, everyone know what what they want to do, and and I mean, there was no YouTube with tutorials when I started making music. Mm. These guys, you know, the technical stuff, it's kind of gone now, you know, because they, they they might just see some shortcut that you have, you know, how quick you get to a certain point, you know. They might ask you, you know, suggestions on how um, you perform live. If you're performing live, you know, you, you can tell them, okay, I've been, you know, boarding all this amount of planes. I know the issues you have if you take the stuff with you, you know, so try to arrange it this way, this way. Sometimes, you know, it might even be a suggestion on which bag to buy, you know, but in most of the cases, we just jam, you know, we try to make music together. And since Montreal, we started setting up a room where even the electronic musician can jam. Because, I mean, it's easier for a acoustic musician if I can call them like this mm-hmm. like people playing drums and, uh, and bass and guitar they're used to you know walk into a room and play with other people but for us play with synthesizers sequencers and computer it's always a bit harder you know so we decided to just set up like a room where we said okay don't bring any computer in here we just have all the sequencers the keyboard let's just let's leave the machines on and people walking in they just jump and play something we recorded so many hours of stuff and there's some incredible stuff and we don't even know who did that. And we don't care. I mean, it's the experience. Yeah, so this is uh, Studio 3. It's the only room that is not a recording studio in, in the context of the academy. It's supposed to be, well, it is the jam room. So it's just here for people jamming together and it's really important that we give people the space to just jam together without the pressure of it, of it being a recording studio, basically. Um, so yeah, we also call it the analog room because there's a lot of grey analog gear in here. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a dream setup for there you go. for many people. Um, yeah, a lot of these rooms used to be uh, used for audiobook production. So that's where you see the different types of stairs. So all of those um, sounds were recorded in post-production um, for Foley artists. I don't know if that term means anything to you, but yeah. So yeah, so this is Studio 3. Um, it's a great, great looking room. <laughs> Daniel McIntyre is an Irish producer and one of two Irish participants at this year's Red Bull Music Academy. He told me what it was like. So tell me about a typical day at the Academy then in the two weeks you've been here. So basically, wake up, uh, we're staying in a place called Townhouse, which is in Mitte. Um, Get a shuttle in here to Funkhouse, uh, have breakfast, have our first lecture at 12, uh, I usually try, it may, sometimes before the first lecture, I try to go to the studio. If not, then definitely after the first lecture, just for a little, just briefly to maybe do a couple of things. And then we have lunch, second lecture, and then maybe talk to the lecture for a bit afterwards. And if there isn't a show on, then it's just in the studio. Uh, but if there's a show on, yeah, we go out to the event. 
So there's eight studios in total, is that right? Yeah, there's eight, eight what they call bedroom studios, but like they're proper, fully, full-on studios. And then there's one like main control room with a, a live room adjoined onto it as well. That's actually I've been there like all today, just like playing piano and Fender Rhodes and stuff. It's a really nice yeah. sounding room. So the thirty participants this in this term. Thirty, yeah, thirty, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So thirty, basically, you're all encouraged to mm, uh, like, pile in together. Yeah, that's the idea. There's eight studios and thirty people, so yeah, you're supposed to work yeah. together. So what has it been like to actually you sit down in a studio, um, and you know there's other people doing the exact same thing like is it different to have that kind of inspiration uh, in the place like this where you might be at home in your in your own bedroom yeah it was making something? it was weird because at the start it was like daunting because yeah obviously at home so used to my setup and I, my workflow and everything and coming somewhere new is is a different it's a different approach but it kind of i guess it makes you think differently as well and it makes you create differently and then yeah, yeah, there's people everywhere all around you making stuff all the time. So even if you can't if you're not feeling something, you can just walk in on someone else's session or or walk into like there's a room that's just full of analog synths that are all sequenced up together. You just walk in there and start jamming. Yeah. And how has the lectures then um uh, impacted what you're making while you're here? There's been a real like contrast of of different people, even in the one day, there'll be one like two very different lectures, and I might be sitting there in the first one like, oh, I'm gonna make, you know, I'm gonna make like an ambient kind of soundscape when I get into the studio, and then the second one, I'm like, no, I'm gonna make like, I'm gonna make a banger now. I'm gonna go. And so, I guess, I guess you kind of take it in subconsciously. Definitely one in particular, the Jalen lecture made me, I made a piece afterwards. Uh, that just some of the ideas she was talking about, she was talking about like moving away from like a grid in electronic music and that definitely influenced some of the pieces that I was making. Not only did you get a chance to um, hear people talk about their experiences, but you also uh, got to play with them as well, because you had... Uh, yeah, yeah, we had yeah that same piece, actually. Um, Brian Jackson, uh, who is... he's a, He plays flute and he plays keys, but he was... Uh, he produced Gil Scott Heron's stuff, and he played flute and keys on all that. Um so he did like a talk and a, and a demonstration. It was really good. And then uh, yeah, I'd been making this piece with another participant here, Akimi, and we'd been saying we'd like some flute on it. And then the next day, Brian Jackson was in, and we were like, "Shit, I have to get him down." And and he was so he was so cool. He was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm down for that." And I was like, he just did like an improv, a few takes of like improv stuff, and then he was getting into it after a while. And then we all yeah, we all got on really well. She told me. The Jalen talk uh, was really, like, her talk was really good, but it was also the fact that 
the same day we had Christian Rich, who are like a production uh, duo, and they've and they're they were talking about this very like business oriented approach in their career. I bet, and I think they said at one stage you need to learn to love money. <laughs> and then like a couple of hours later, Jalen was talking, and she was like, you need to like this has to be like a passion thing first. Like it has to be all about just you just have to love music so it was weird seeing those two kind of sides uh and yeah and, and yeah just trying to let that kind of those kind of things trying to soak them in and mm. and the academy gives you that space to collaborate and create but it also you know it's very it's a very encouraging atmosphere funkhouse in particular is a very big space mm. and it affords you that time and that space to also think about things, I'm sure, as well. Yeah, I mean, even just sitting in the room, we're sitting in, like, there's these beautiful paintings up on the walls. And, like, yeah, and you walk around, it's all, yeah, lovely wood. And every room, even the hallways, like, everything sounds amazing. Um, and then it's, like, right on the spree, so you can go out and sit by the river. Um, that's why, yeah, it's even just a nice place to just be in, even if you weren't yeah. making anything. You just, like, walk around and... So does that mean then the, has the academy given you more um, confidence to do some stuff on your solo stuff on solo projects? Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I honestly, actually, before um, before I found out that I got it, I was having doubts about whether I would actually do anything like on my own because like I'm and I'm happy like working with other people and making stuff with other people, but uh, yeah, this definitely has made me realize that maybe I could actually. I have my own thing as well so that's something I'm going to think about more when I get home as well The last word on this year's Red Bull Music Academy goes to Marco Passabran I always consider this more like a human experience you know kind of life experience because the music part of course it's important you know but it's two weeks, you have all these lectures, you have all these shows, you know, and the studio time, you know, it's not something that you have, you don't have enough time for certain specific processes, you know, but uh, the great thing is that you literally see the collaborations happening from people that probably would have never met. Mm. And there's a growth in there. I mean, like some guys extremely shy the first day being the craziest guy at the end. You know, like that's that's what really happens in the building. It's still something I can't explain, you know, and that's what one of the biggest attraction for me is this process because I don't know what, but something special happens here and it drives me crazy. And uh, whenever, I mean, for a reason like, yeah, the last academy was two years ago. I really missed it last year, you know. It's something that this energy, you know, is kind of vital, you know. And it's a rare place for ar artists or building artists to get to... Uh, basically go away like a summer camp and get access to people like yourself who are more experienced um, and it's something that when I'm here as uh, just somebody who's watching it um, it's inspirational as well you know because it's like you are giving people that space to collaborate and create and you're not saying this is what you have to do yeah. but it is like it feels like a total like this is especially in Funk House here so it feels like an escape you know yeah it's a utopian place you know like it's Sometimes you try to give structures to things, you know, but then at the end, you know, it's the, this thing has, has a life of its own, you know, so, and it, sh and it gets a sh certain shape according to the ingredients you have, you know, so of course, like the building, it's important, you know, like this, this one year that the academy is much smaller, 
So there's a different kind of intimacy, but also a lot of stress because you literally walk on each other, you know, like every second. In this place, you have all the space so that you can have your privacy for five minutes, even just walking from one side of the building to the other. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a utopian place. Something like this doesn't exist in real life, you know? And we always try to think what we can get out of this, you know? Let's say the, the day that this experience will be over, you know? Like, uh, I don't know, we should probably just move to a village with all these people and just create a new community of people doing this, like, 300, 365 days a year, you know? Because this is this doesn't exist. It's incredible. Thank you to Red Bull and Dan and Marco and everyone else I chatted to, Dina and Karen and uh, everyone else I was there with, Mark and uh, Eric and Will and uh, Una and all. I had a great time over there. I didn't get to, to talk about uh, the fact that there was a 10 Tricks Point Never gig that happened in Funkhouse Sal 1, which is a huge, like, it's probably the biggest single recording room in, in the world and uh, it is has its own foundations so it's kind of this mad uh, wood paneled uh, building and um, it's really really cool and uh, so they had a 4D surround sound uh, gig uh, which basically meant that they had 102 omnipresent omnidirectional omnidirectional speakers uh, lot hanging from the roof some on the on the uh, on the floor and then uh, dotted around the building so it was a, that a really, sounds insane. A really intense show, and yeah. so your sound was kind of moving around you and under you and all that kind of stuff. So that's the kind of thing you get at the Red Bull Music Academy. Um, it's on still until um, I think the second week in October. The second uh, term begins um, next week. Uh, I think they're taking this week off. And Jack Colleran, a.k.a. Mots, or formerly known as Mots, uh, Jay Colleran, is the Irish participant. It's the first time that they ever had cool. an Ir- two Irish participants in it. Um, but previous people who've been in the academy are people like Nina Kravitz, who was mentioned there. Uh, Crystal Clear was in it. Thundercat was in it. Um, a lot of people uh, have gone through Hudson Mohawk, have gone through the ranks. So um, it is a really special experience. It operates kind of like a patronage um, thing that they do. And they always leave lots behind. They always leave um, the building in good nick or they sometimes buy the building. Wow. And they just leave. They do very things very respectfully. And uh, so, yeah, it's a rare, rare example of music and uh, brands working together in a really um, synergist way. So, uh, yeah, it is absolutely amazing. Um, that was the Red Bull Academy. And that was our podcast for this week. Dre, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's dark out now. Yeah. (gasps) These evenings, my goodness, they're coming in. Um, I'm going to be at Harwood Class Heroes this weekend um, doing a talk uh, called Does Media Matter? Um, Does it? We'll find out, won't we? It's on Saturday at half two at the Chocolate Factory. We've got panelists from uh, Ryan Lees from Stereogum, Jim Beckman from KXP, Alan Swan from 2FM, 
and me, Niall Byrne, Nyler Nine, uh, also participating as a half two. Um, the conference is well worth checking out for anyone who's interested in music or working in music or interested in the industry. Uh, lots of interesting people around from all over the world as well to talk to and loads of good Irish bands to check out. So do have a look. Uh, I'll also be, <laughs> as we've discussed in the past, it's my birthday week. It's actually <gasps> happening. Um, it's so, finally here, everyone. Yeah, so I'm going to be in control of the Ox Cable in Hangdai Chinese on Friday and I won't be taking requests but I can promise a good vibe so okay. uh, that'll be a vinyl you, you, you gotta play something set. off the new share album well see it's, it's vinyl only so whatever oh. you have whatever you have so I'll be looking forward to that anything coming up in your radar in the next while um no. I'm no. I'm go I'm going on my holidays tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to London and maybe hey. I'll see some music there and if I do, I'll be sure to tell you all about Great. it. Anything else you're listening to? Um I've or I've watching indeed. Oh, okay. Uh yes. I have been watching um I so I finished the staircase. It finally happened. <laughs> I gave up. Oh, no, right, right. So finish this it right. Watch all of it, right? Oh, I don't want do, to. Do do. I uh, got I got to where they started doing new episodes, and I was like, oh, uh, like that's recent. the best bit. Is it? Oh, well, I it's really depressing. Actually, don't watch it. No, you're you're <laughs> don't you, watch it. You're a happy go lucky sort. I don't I don't want to I don't want to depress you. Um, I watched the Jinx. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That guy, yeah, he's it's mental. Insane. It's insane. He's mental. Couldn't believe it. Um, if anyone hasn't yet watched The Jinx, I know. I, I'm now one of those people who tell people to watch The Jinx. And I've been bet into season two of The Handmaid's Tale. So it's all very depressing around my house. Yeah, very good. <laughs> wow. Uh, I ended up watching uh, Inglorious Bastards for the first time in a long time. Oh my um, God, isn't that such a good film? It's so good. I just love it. It's the, so that, well done. David Bowie... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, fires. That, yeah, yeah uh, cat, people. cat people. That yeah. scene still gets me. So good. Uh, I also, I don't know why I did this. I, I was just recovering from Berlin and I ended up watching Gangs of New York again. Oh God. It's kind of, it's so hammy, but I it. <laughs> I don't know. really like that film. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, um, I watched The Prestige for the first time. Oh yeah. Everybody's very excited about this. Um, <laughs> everyone I meet, they're like, you had not seen The Prestige. Like, they're like, finally. Well done. Yeah, you finally did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So shout out to my mate Niall who gave me his blu-ray to watch it on because he wouldn't let me watch it on my like laptop who has blu-ray player i, I don't um i think the playstation plays it oh, i don't know I don't other people sorted it all out for me do you um, stay away from video games because i feel like if i went near video games i'd just lose half my life yeah no so you will definitely don't do that um, <laughs> anything else i've been oh i also watched summer of sam which is not great okay actually uh, i don't Spike know what that Lee is film um from the 90s about uh, it's kind of based on it's the summer of the killer of uh, the son of Sam oh. in New York um, it's not great though <laughs> just listen to the Elliot Smith song instead mm, okay very good um, yeah I don't know anyway one of those things you're like oh, I want to watch that again and see if it's any good it wasn't great but, um, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards is on Netflix if you have a Netflix account as is Guys of New York so I would recommend Guys of New York is, is very very long though yeah it's very very long I've also heard good things about the MIA documentary um, yeah. that's out at the moment in cinema if anybody's heard or seen that let, me, let us know what you think of it I heard good things about it um, yeah, I'm probably going to hit that up over the next yeah. little while she's great I'm hearing good things about the Irish film Rosie as well which mm -hmm. had its premiere during the week um, and the French festival is over and uh, I saw one show so yes, there we go as um, did I actually yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I am going to go see Hamlet um, soon enough oh exciting lovely Ruth Nega in it and uh, yeah I feel like that's going to be insanely good yeah. so yeah 
Nice, nice. They're all the other things we're enjoying. Yeah. It's not yeah. just music here at the Nine Nine podcast. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, there's plenty. There's so much coming up, but uh, we won't. We'll keep that for another uh, time. Yes. Uh, I think we'll leave it there for the podcast this week. If you like uh, what you're hearing, um, do uh, like and subscribe, please. And do tell your friends because, uh, you know, that's how you get along. Independent podcasts uh, need a, a leg up and people to spread it word of mouth. We um, should ask No Name to retweet if she likes the 909 podcast <laughs> since we gave her a retweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to add her. Okay, do it. Very good. Uh, that is our um, episode for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I think we have uh, we have a chat with Saint Sister next week. Yes. Uh, and uh, we will no doubt have a lot of albums to get through. And maybe uh, some Kanye. Yeah, and I also got one of the things I have been listening to this week and I wanted to play a bit from it because I just love it. I think it's one of the best Irish releases of the year. I got the um, uh, vinyl copy of Kojak's Delhi Daydreams oh, yeah. and I just keep listening to that Eviction Notice song and be like, yeah, it's one of the best. It's really good. It's really good. So we're going to finish on that uh, this evening um, for this podcast. Uh, this is Kojak and Keegan Kavanagh uh, from the Delhi Daydreams EP earlier this year on Softboy Records. And this is a bitch in Cried about you this morning on my break from the office. Susan made me a coffee She was embarrassed and awkward Couldn't steady my breathing I keep my heart in my pocket Spill my guts to the bookie I meant to reach for my wallet I meant to reach for my wallet Put my pants to the wash That keeps my cardio steady And I've been doing that gym shit Thought I told you already Must have been in a dream I'm losing track of my thoughts Put my pants back on I put my heart to the wash Put my heart to the Dream deep, heavy sleeper Brace myself for the dark Dream light, heavy heart Dream light, heavy Dream deep, heavy sleeper Brace myself for the dark Dream light, heavy heart Dream light, I thought I
I've got too much time now Been working nine to five They don't pay me squat to think about what could have been yeah. I needed you out my mind, girl Cause I've got too much time What to think about what could have been Phil Taggart. I'm a music broadcaster and journalist on BBC Radio 1. I've been playing in bands for way, way, way too long and I've been following them around like a lost dog since I was a kid. Uh, I started this podcast, Phil Taggart Slacker Podcast. Get this, I'm chatting in the third person already. To interview the great and the good of the music world. Not only do we get down to the questions you rarely hear asked, but we also get them to play their first ever demo. I mean, it gets proper raw gritty the wonky versions of the huge songs that they end up becoming on season one of the slacker podcast we've got wolf Alice, churches guy lightbody the cribs leon bridges miramasa aurora novelist and loads more our first ever episode which i'm really hyped about is going to be with the manic street preachers and we've got a very very special demo from 1986 i'd love to hear from you as well uh, at philly tiger on twitter and instagram to tell me what guests you would love to have on this podcast also i'd love you to subscribe rate leave a comment maybe buy this podcast dinner and tell it you love it and then never call it back but a subscribe would be absolutely ace the slacker podcast kicks off very soon with the manic street preachers thank you so much for your time 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.